What's the word, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again, bringing you another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to see you as always. Have you back here, Obed. How's it going, my friend? Living that dream, sir. Living that dream. How about yourself? Absolutely, man. Doing what I can do, as I said. I mean, I'm only one man. I can only do what I can. I can only do so much, you know? Um, yep. Definitely got a lot to talk about this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to, you know, kind of get things back rolling again. Um, let's just let's get right into it. Not delay any longer. And keep the people waiting, keep the people who have needing what they want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny? I was kind of re- talking uh, the other day, look, looking at our, you know, past our uh, shows and things. You know, I realized, you know, we've been talking about football a while, kind of throwing some, some uh, basketball news in for a while. We haven't mentioned baseball in a while, and shame on us, you know. Bad, and what, bad, bad. You know, and this is what we're in the middle, almost in the middle of October now. And this, quite frankly, to me, Obed, is the one, probably the greatest time of the year for sports. You know, you've got baseball playoffs underway. Heck, hockey season is even has started. Yep. Bat, bat, pro basketball is is on the premise of beginning the preseason games going on. You know, and football is you know in in full effect. So I mean, to me, October is probably the best time of the year for sports. And as I mentioned, you know, playoff baseball playoffs are are underway. Um, I've you know, and like I said, shame on us for not even bringing them up before. So I wanted to just quickly get your thoughts on maybe pick your maybe make some picks on who you think will make the World Series this year, or maybe even who you think will end up winning the championship. To me, um, for for the championship, I'm gonna go probably with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Quite frankly, I know this should have happened probably two years ago when the uh, the Dodgers had played, uh, I believe, the Astros in the World Series, and the Astros yep. won that. And I know the folks over at Major League Baseball was quite upset because think about it. You have the two biggest markets possibly going head-to-head, New York and L.A. They yep. could have made so much money on that. Fact. <laughs> I think they're really trying to cash in on the Nats-Dodgers uh, series right now just because two major markets, D.C., L.A., um, and I mean, not to, you know, ride your coattails or, you know, be a copycat here, but I have to agree. If, if the Nats don't pull this off against the Dodgers, a team that was like, what, had their uh, division locked up 30 games before the end of the regular season, um, I could absolutely see the Dodgers uh, three-peating in the uh, World Series uh, against the Yankees. Yeah, you know, and I know that that's going to – the Dodgers National Series will go to game five um, tonight. Looks like the Cardinals are about to win against the Braves. They're up 13-1. to one. They scored 10 runs in the first inning. Well, good to oh. – somebody uh, shat the bed. Yeah, you know, so it looks like it's going to be looks like it's going to be the Cardinals and the winner and the facing the winner of the Nationals Dodgers and the ALC and they see me the NLCS. So I'm going to pick the Dodgers kind of three peating on, you know, like, like you mentioned, winning that National League Championship Series um, unless the Nationals come out. So and, you know, I'm going to go Dodgers. Actually, no, excuse me. I'm going to go Yankees, even though I'm a Mets fan. I can't stand the Yankees. It goes against all, everything I believe in. I'm going to go Yankees because the Yankees just have so much power in their bat in their in their bats. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Yankees to actually win it all. Yeah, I could see the Yankees winning it at all. I mean, I they did. They're playing lights out right now. And, uh, you know, I just I like me some Aaron Judge probably has the funniest ESPN commercial out right now when he's on the treadmill. You guys got to go check it out. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Moving along, uh, let's quickly <laughs> let's quickly touch on some pro basketball news. Not sure if you're following the latest um, developments, kind of some beef was going on between them and China. Um, Rockets general manager Daryl Morey made some comments but kind of um, standing behind the protesters um, for some pro-democracy rules and more, more freedom in China. Apparently, the, the government in China didn't really like that. Now, the games have been canceled. You know, NBA Cares events, which are, this is for charity and kind of doing things for kids, have been canceled, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, um, I don't know. Your quickly, your thoughts on what's kind of happening between the uh, elite, the, uh, the, the association and China right now. I mean, I think this would be a different story if the NBA wasn't as far reaching as it has been. Yes, it's got, you know, some four billion dollars or something like that is invested in the Chinese market, uh, you know, and that is a, a, a country that has definitely taken on with basketball and has been a strong, ardent supporter of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think we have to get away from. I would say party politics, political politics, and be like, are we about the people? This is about the people. Um, And, you know, it'll be interesting to see in the next coming weeks how the NBA responds, because with the hold that the NBA has in talent that they get from Europe, 
talent that they get from Africa, uh, you know, to lose out on the Chinese market, maybe you lose a lot of money, lose a lot of viewership. Uh, I don't know if that's the kind of dent that they're concerned about going on in the future. People in China who want to watch basketball will find a way. Um, I think it's actually super petty on the part of uh, the Chinese government, though. Like, you, you really care what this no per no name nobody in uh, the U.S. cares about how you're you're positive. This is the tweet that triggered the Chinese delegates. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's well, a little... you, you know what? It's funny. It's because I because I say that because you know, remember the Houston Rockets are kind of a play a big part in China because remember Yao Ming. Yeah. That was his team throughout his entire career. So the Rockets, I feel, are, are you know do so hold some sort of weight in China. I mean, just yeah. as far as being a favorite of of the of the people in China. So okay. I mean, you know, I mean, Yao Ming was definitely obviously a big part. You know, probably you know one of the you know major known um, Chinese players of all time. Yeah. Um. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. So I think, but yeah, I, I I'll say yeah, it is probably a little bit little bit petty just to, just because he's you know, standing up, you know, or siding with protesters. It's yeah. not that big of a deal to cancel games, to have your fans kind of miss out on opportunities to go see their favorite players and things like that. It's kind of silly to me. Um, I don't think this is something that sh it should have been blown out of this, this amount of proportion, you know, mm -hmm. but it's kind of something that's like, all right, move on. Let's get over it. Let's play ball. Let's play some basketball. Yeah. I don't think it's that it should be that big of a deal. And, you know, honestly, I think they've got more problems in their hand. Hey, I, I'm I'm pro the people. Right. Mm -hmm. We're talking about natural, normal, inalienable rights for individuals. Uh, it's it's you know, maybe it does need to be said. I wonder what would happen if Stefan Marbury came out and say something. He had a statue over there. <laughs> word, right. <laughs> so, well, we'll see how that plays out. Um, moving along, we're going to go into our usual football end of the show, football side of the show. We're going to start, of course, with the college ranks, doing a quick recap of week six in college football. Uh, what's cool, the games I think we highlighted last week on last week's show was Ohio State and Michigan State and Florida versus Auburn. Touch quickly on uh, the Buckeyes shutting down Michigan State 34 to 10. Looks like they handled them pretty easily. You know, Justin Fields was looking you know, like he is the man, you know, yeah. out here, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, but I mean, he, he kind of he didn't have a great, you know, a gaudy game as he yeah. has before, but yeah. threw for only what, 206 and two scores, but you know, there was still just dominant, you know, it really was, it was JK Dobbins, you know, rushing yeah. for 172 yards on the ground, you know, yeah. kind of them, they were just kind of imposing their will over Michigan State, yeah. you know, is is I mean, quite frankly, you know, they're Ohio State six and zero. Are they looking like the team to beat in the Big Ten right now? I would say so. I would I would agree with them being the team to beat in the Big Ten. Um, you know, you got to it, it as with Dobbins and he had one huge run. You know, tacking onto that one seventy two with a touch. Um, they had in total three hundred and twenty plus yards rushing, which I mean, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Fields appreciates that. He don't have to do much if we're running all over these guys uh, on the ground. So. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's tough. You you control the line of scrimmage if you can rush like that. You control the clock when you rush like that. That's a hard thing to beat or have come into your house and try to get the W on them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As I was saying before, also the other game we're looking at is Florida against Auburn. Florida will beat Auburn twenty four to thirteen. Really great um, game. Yeah, that was definitely a good game. You know, um, Kyle Kyle Trask threw for two thirty four, two scores. Bo Nix. Looked looked like a freshman, you know, only, you know, only, only 11 of 27 for 145, but three picks, yeah. you know, that the inexperience definitely came out in that game. Some bad decisions. Yeah, he made some bad decisions. He made some bad throws, but did make some great throws and some good decisions. Uh, you know, I mean, it's tough. The the 11 of 27 for 145, that 145 doesn't really tell the story of some of the big throw, big time throws that he made. The very uh, Patrick Mahomes-esque throws that he made there. Um and I got to give it to Sean Davis. That one-handed pick was absolutely dirty. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this was this was a you know a, a definitely a good game, a good matchup between two top ten teams here. Florida is definitely moving up the ranks. Um, looking forward to this coming weekend for Week Six. We got a few good games uh, on the schedule here. First up, of course, we have the Red River rivalry between number six Oklahoma and number eleven Texas. I think this is what the 91st straight time that they're meeting out over in Dallas. Um, my question to you, Obez, can Texas really slow down Jalen Hurts? I mean, I know the Oklahoma, this is going to be their real true first test of the season. 
Yeah. Haven't really done, you know, playing against, you know, top tier teams, but you know, Jalen is absolutely, like I said, you know, he's, he, to me, he's a Heisman candidate and I've been said it before on this show numerous times. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, uh, you know, even though it's in Texas, you know, I, I think I, I think I got to go Oklahoma just because, just because of Jalen, you know, I know Sam Ellinger has been, has been, has been playing well. They kind of got shut down by LSU earlier in the year, but I'm going to yeah. go Oklahoma in this one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the the only thing I could look at was how Texas played against uh, LSU uh, and Joe Burrow in that game was 31 to 39, 471, four touchdowns and one pick. I have to think that Jalen Hurts, with the record that he's been on and the track the track record he's been on so far, um, zero drop passes all year. I just saw that stat. I thought it was crazy. Um, <laughs> he he might be able to come out here and dice him up. Uh, up till this point, uh, Jalen Hurts is 82 of 109, 75% completion, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, and two picks. Um, I don't know if Texas wow. is going to slow him down, but uh, if they couldn't slow down Joe Burrow, I don't know what's going to happen when Jalen Hurts steps out there. Yeah, I know. Seriously, you know, yeah. I, I mean, Joe Burrow is is a legitimate quarterback. I feel he's 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 gonna probably be up there in the you know in the Heisman um, finalists yeah. possibly towards the end of the year if they keep rolling. But yeah, uh, it's it's definitely looking like gonna be a tough one for Texas. I feel another game I wanted to highlight is number one Bama versus number twenty four Texas A and M. As I kind of mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, I want to compare this game. Well, I want to compare the Clemson-Texas A&M matchup to kind of see how Alabama does against Texas A&M. You know, as I mentioned, you know, we talked about Alabama jumping over jumping over Clemson to being number one. Texas, Bama and, Texas and A&M have had great games in the past. I kind of go back to 2012 and 2013 when Johnny Football was, in, was, in, was at the helm for A&M. You know, 12 coming off that, in 2012 coming off that, you know, that big upset when, when Bama was ranked number one. The following year, Bama gets their revenge. You know, two great games. So I feel like these games with Bama and A and M are always, always good, good games to watch. You know, but quite frankly, you know, I, I'm, I gotta go, I gotta go Alabama again in this one. It's, it's Bama. You know, how can you? It's so hard to go against Bama each, each week or any, any week for that matter. So I, I gotta say Alabama. Tua is obviously balling out. He's doing his thing. Um, your thoughts on a pick here? Uh, last two games versus top 12 or better opponents, uh, Texas A&M have, are, have lost and they've only scored, they've scored less than, uh, 20 points, 20 or less points. Um, so I have to imagine Alabama is going to roll and roll tide hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one, a game I want to look at is Penn state at Iowa, the number 10 ranked Nittany Lions travel into, to, to, uh, Iowa city to face the Hawkeyes. Um, you know, playing, excuse me, in Kinnick, um, Kinnick Stadium, every time I feel a game is at Iowa at night, this is a 7.30 p.m. game, yeah. Eastern time. Every time, you know, that crowd, that stadium, it's always a close battle. Now, Penn State has won the last five straight, last five meetings in this in this series. But every single time Penn State or any other team for that matter rolls into Iowa, it's always a tough matchup playing that night. You know, yeah. Iowa... It's got a decent football team. They're coming off that loss against Michigan, but um, you know they've they've got it. They've got a you know decent squad. That stadium is always is always raw because they have they probably have one of the best traditions in college football. Where at the end of the first quarter, I believe they turn around and and wave to the waves to the kids and the fans over in that uh, children's hospital, which is I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Of course, I have to go Penn State here, obviously, um, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say Penn State by no more than five on this one here. I, I would, I, I think, you know, Penn State at least by a touchdown. Um, you know, they've got a great offense. That defense is going to get after it. Um, I, I think, it, as you said, it'll be a tough place to play. It'll be a dogfight, but I think Penn State will pull this one off. Yeah, you know, Sean Clifford um, has been doing well for the Nittany Lions. You know, it's kind of a surprise, you know, leading, the, leading them this season. But, you know, he's 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 done it right. You know, the sophomore is throwing for what? <clears throat> So he was throwing for over 1,400 yards. There's only two interceptions, which is great. So his numbers are are you know are really developing. And he like and as you mentioned, that defense with Gross Matos, he was balling out. So I'm gonna go, like I said, I'm gonna go Penn State by no more than five here. Um, the other match I wanted to look at is probably the big, the biggest matchup of the weekend: number seven Florida versus number five LSU at 8 p.m. Florida, the top scoring defense. LSU, the top scoring offense. Something's got to give here, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's in Death Valley, man. So I, I got. I'm gonna go LSU. 
you know, I, I, they, they don't be surprised, folks, if this if there's an upset. But even so, because it's in Death Valley, I, I got to go LSU. Yeah, I mean, you know, Florida showed me a lot in that game against Auburn last week. Um, you know, that defense is just hungry. They'll definitely get out of the get after it. Um, and you know, while I think uh, I think Joe Burrow's coming to play, LSU uh, is really going to be able to. They're going to have their their match wits about him. But like as we said, you know, Joe Burrow, he's he's probably if not the top prospect because two is coming out as well. Uh, number two, right behind him. Um, so I gotta I gotta give it to LSU. Yeah, well, hopefully two will come number two as a junior, so he could technically stay another season. But yeah, yeah. Bur- sure. Sorry. Whoever no, whoever wants to play for the Miami Dolphins, you know what I mean? Like whoever, <laughs> whoever's trying to be on South Beach, or or whoever wants to play in Washington. Let's be honest. Hey, hey, you know what they well, need to do is trade for Josh Rosen now because it seems like Josh Rosen is going to play on two teams that uh, have gotten the number one pick back to back years. So if you need you need a closer, you you know who to call. Yep. <laughs> nice. Well said. Moving on, let's get into some pro football action. Let's recap quickly uh, week number five around the league. Um, man, first off, I want to start off with, did you see your man's from Pittsburgh, the Steelers backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph, get laid out? Ooh, they used to have a, a segment on uh, ESPN. It was called Jacked Up. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. obviously we don't want to make highlights of individuals getting CTE. Uh, I think we're okay to discuss this hit because it was, it was clean. I mean, you know, Mason Rudolph is a tall guy. He was uh, taking a hit where much like the um, roughing the passer penalty that Clay Matthews got, you go in with hands first. Earl Thomas was coming in with hands first. And because uh, Mason Rudolph went for a jump pass, his entire body weight was coming down onto the person underneath him. Neural Thomas is shorter than him, right? It just was one of those. He hit him right on the chin. Y- yes, it was helmet to helmet, but it was just in that sweet spot of Dropped the neck. Right in where, the chin. Right, right in the chin. Yeah, just knocked him out cold. I don't know if you saw Juju Smith-Schuster almost passed out when he saw Mason Rudolph on the ground. Yeah, he was in tears, man. You know, it was a, it was a rough hit, you know, and something like, you know, you may not even want to look at, but, man, yeah. he got, he got, you know, he got knocked up. Out in the words Fact. of words of Smokey. <laughs> the words of Smokey, yes. Yeah, you got knocked up out, man. Exactly. <laughs> and know? I don't know who the backup quarterback is, came out there, but looked at him and just like uh what's his name? Debo's Debo looked at him and was like, No. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> oh, the dude's pops. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how we hopefully he's gonna be all right. Man, the other the other um want to look at too. Cowboys were getting shut down by the Packers. Man, the Cowboys looked real inferior. Sorry to say, all those Cowboys fans out there, they were high on them. I mean, the Cow- the Packers came out rolling what, what up seventeen nothing at one point. And they're going yeah. into and, and after halftime, yeah. Yeah, everyone was high. Oh, the Cowboys is. Let's go. How, how Cowboys is? They're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win the NFC. You know what I mean? Dude, the Cowboys did not play anyone the first three weeks. Everyone was saying, oh, the Cowboys are 3-0. They're perfect. They're on the way. Dude, look at the Cowboys' first three opponents. The Giants, the Skins, and the Dolphins were combined at this point 2-12. and Yeah. And then you go play the, at the Saints and the home and back, and you lose both games. This is where you see – now, they've got, a, they've got a snoozer coming up here against against the Jets. So, we probably get yeah. another victory here. Okay. Yeah. But – all these Cowboys fans out here, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak into you directly. <laughs> Slow your roll. You did not play any real team. I'm not saying the Cowboys are bad. I'm just saying slow your roll because you were all high and mighty when you're talking you were three and zero, and all of a sudden you play some real squads, boom, you get washed. Okay? Yeah. Slow your roll, Scott. Slow your roll, Cowboys fans. That's all I gotta say. I gotta I gotta jump on that with you, uh, you know, and that can be said about a lot of a lot of different teams, a lot of different makeups. Uh, the Lamar Jacksons, the Baker Mayfields, who started out hot and are not looking like they actually have it going on. I I feel like people wish Baker Mayfield looked like Gardner Minshew right now. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's just it's not equating well the the. Cowboys, excuse me, the Browns don't have an offensive line. The Cowboys do. Uh, I will say there was some positive notes in the garbage time points they were putting together with Michael Gallup back out there. They'll get tested uh, going on the rest of this year. Um, They'll get tested when the Eagles come to town. They should get tested when the Vikings come to town. Um, You know, they'll definitely get tested when they go to Foxborough. But, yeah, this is is a Cowboys team that, you know, is, is a little hit or miss right now. 
And Dak, you know, really, he's gambling on himself with his contract. I felt like he should have went to the table and signed after his last two mm-hmm. big games before mm-hmm. going in to that that Saints game. Well, uh, Jer- Jerry Jones did say that these last two weeks will not impact his deal, his negotiations with Prescott. You know, he feels they'll Prescott. Pres- let's face it, Prescott will be getting paid. Yeah, at least thirty-two mil. At that's, least thirty-two million. Let's not get it twisted. And he will he will <laughs> probably become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL because it's all about the market. It's not, he he is not being paid for his abilities. Remember that, folks. Just because you're the highest paid does not mean you're the best. Not at all. Not at it's, all. It's the timing and it's the market. Yeah. So he will be getting paid. It's just a matter of when and how much. So, but man, these Cowboys, the Cowboys definitely got humbled. Like I said, they're probably going to get another easy win this week here against the Jets. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, man, uh, another game was pretty interesting. The Chiefs over the, and Chiefs and Colts. Chiefs finally took took, took that L against the Colts, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, against, very against, surprising. Against the Colts, man, you know, definitely um, quite shocked by that one. I think and this, well, this game, you know, Mahomes, he, he still leads. Still, he put up some number over 300 yards, but only one touchdown. You know, this is only one touchdown in the last two games. So, I mean, you know, he got hurt. He injured the ankle a little bit. He's being stepped on by his teammate. You know, they couldn't run the ball at, yeah. at all. Yeah. 36 yards total rushing. It's tough. It seems as though they've they've lost a lot of that that Mahomes magic, and a lot of it I think comes down to not having those stud players around him, while they you know seem to be able to uh, make up for the lack of Kareem Hunt. Um, I just don't think they're the same team without Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's hard to get pressure off of uh, off of Travis Kelsey, uh, knowing that that's where probably Mahomes is looking as for his first read. Um, the Demarcus Robinson and Miko Hardman, uh, these individuals are not good stand-ins. They're, they're they're not going to. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm not scheming for those guys like right. I'm scheming for Tyreek Hill or even uh, Sam, Sammy Watkins for that matter. You know, even he's Sammy out Watkins. too. You know, it's funny. I, he, Sammy Watkins is an aberration of of fantasy football that people have chased the the magic for every year, and he just does not produce. Eventually, I was one, up. I'll admit, I was one of those people years back. Yeah, and you know, after you 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 see the talent, you know it's there. He just has not been able to put it together for an entire season, and you know it's starting to show. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's rough. I mean, there's still only a one loss team right now. Uh, still probably the creme of the, of the AFC and somebody hard to beat. Mahomes gets that ankle right again. You know, I think he's back to all, all systems go. So, you know, I don't expect them to be down for too much longer, but they definitely look vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, next on the, on the agenda, your Washington Redskins, well, not your Washington, but your yeah, local right. team here, but man. Yeah. They finally fired head coach Jay Gruden after an 0-5 start. You know, Gruden, you know, he kind of could have put some blame on the injuries and really lack of really total control in the, within the organization. And something really, really funny <laughs> that it came out with team president Bruce Allen says, we're talking about the culture in the, within the organization is, he said, quote, is actually damn good. This is where I want to say we're one of those things where it says, Come on, man. Like, right? like yeah, they do an ESPN. Like, dude, Absolutely. what are you smoking? Whatever he passed to Jay Gruden. <laughs> this is the same organization where you you have your Pro Bowl left tackle being holding out because he doesn't even trust the medical staff yeah. here, okay? You have guys not showing up. I mean, are you kidding me? This organization, Dan Snyder specifically, is running this organization into the ground until he relinquishes some power. And let other people run things accordingly, you know, especially when it comes to draft time. The Redskins will be a either a mediocre or below average team. That's it. They yeah. have not done anything well. This is also a team who benched Adrian Peterson week one for no reason at didn't all. Didn't even let him dress. You didn't even let him put on his shells and his jersey. Dude. What, what? Let me. Your thoughts. What? Where are? Where is Washington right now? And what, what's? What? What can be done to kind of fix this? Or what are your thoughts on this whole thing here? I just don't. You know. You know. For for context, America. They played the Patriots last week. I don't know why you wait until the Patriots game to fire them. You knew they were going to lose. 
I don't know anybody in the world who thought the Redskins had a chance to win this game. And I want you to know that I was there in the stands listening to the most nonsense fodder when they got their touchdown on a great run by Sims. Uh, but yeah, it, it, they were going to lose this game. So firing him doesn't, it, it says nothing means nothing. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't think there's anything. I feel like Jay Gruden probably did as best he could with all the things, all things considered. Uh, Trent Williams not reporting, Darius Geis getting injured, Jordan Reed getting concussed in the preseason and being out. It's a lot of talent just in those three people that changes the way you want to do things. They wouldn't, they yeah. were competitive in their first two games of the season. They just couldn't keep it together because eventually all those things are going to mount and they're going to be bad for you. You mm -hmm. know, the, the story starts to get out that yet again, the Redskins went and drafted a player that the coach did not want. The coaches didn't want uh, uh, Sh Mike Shanahan did not want RG3. All right. Thank goodness that uh, his son stood on a table and they ended up with uh, Kirk Cousins, who actually did play well for them on his way to, to uh, being on his way out of the team mm -hmm. to the Vikings. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, Dwayne Haskins, somebody that Gruden said he didn't want or just really didn't think. And, and the stories of him not being ready, that that I don't know how to look at that. Maybe that is a concern of scouting if he's not ready. Maybe that is a concern of, you know, you just don't want to put him out there to get beat. Out. I wouldn't have put him out there against the Redskins. What could, about the, against this, the Patriots? What's that going to do for his his career in the future? Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 the, well, Cook, and the fact that they put him in last week in the middle of the second quarter when Keenum wasn't playing well, what good was that? Why in the middle? Of the second quarter, you put him out there. He throw, you know, he looked terrible out. You know, I, I just don't get it, man. I don't, I don't know what's happening. But I just, just don't get it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Go ahead. No, not a problem. You, you, you said it correctly there. I mean, there's what, what? That sounds like a call that came down from the, from on high. The guy behind the curtain was like, put him in the game right now because mm -hmm. we're not doing well at all. Let's see if he gives us a spark. And you, you know, you're an employee. You do what the owner says. Um, I, so I was listening to, uh the Russ Tucker, Ross Tucker podcast, Ross Tucker, former offensive lineman in the NFL. He had Andrew Brandt on his show, former executive in the NFL. And Andrew Brandt told a story about a personal friend of his whose daughters go to school with uh, Dan Snyder's kids. And this, his friend, the, the daughters went to go play at uh, Dan Schneider's house, had a great time. So he goes to go when Andrew Brandt's friend goes to pick up his daughters from school. He sees Dan Snyder. He goes over there to, to, to you know, say, hey, thank you very much for letting my my daughters come play. Mm -hmm. He goes, he sees them. He says, hey, Dan, how are you doing? Uh, no, we haven't met, but my daughters came to play at your at your house. Just wanted to say thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Maybe we should get together sometime later. Two of which, when uh, this man speaks, stops speaking, Dan Schneider looks to him and says, it's Mr. Schneider. Hmm. Who does that? Wow. Who, who does that? I mean, who who in their right mind would uh, then, you know, look at a grown man and say, uh, yeah, you should call me Mr. Whatever. You know, that, and I think it's a testament to how bad of an organization they have uh, and the kind that, of things that are not going to help. That's Dan Schneider for you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Yeah, this organization has has been um, downhill from for a long time, and I think it has to do with Dan Snyder. Until he changes his ways, or maybe perhaps even just sell the team, I don't know what really is going to happen here. You know, what well, things are going to change. You know, um, moving right along, uh, the other game, you know, I wanted to really just things I wanted to focus on for this past week was the Browns getting embarrassed on Monday night against the 49ers getting beat 31 to three Baker maker maker excuse me Baker Baker Mayfield looked real subpar looked real rookie-ish talking Very all that talking all that nonsense having that bravado and saying you know, he, you know all this nonsense dude he got humbled real real quick you know um you know you know my pick for the to win the AFC win the AFC North is not looking so good right now the Browns sitting at two and three I'm hoping they kind of turn <laughs> things around you know, the, you know, the Ravens are probably controlling that division, but man, what, what's going on in Cleveland? Uh, I didn't think about offensive line problems, honestly. I mean, if, if you look at it, they're just not able to protect the quarterback. Uh, but again, taking nothing away from Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa is an absolute animal beast. Uh, beast. And I did love that. He did the plant flagging uh, celebration after the sack, which, uh, oh my goodness, was Got just him. beautiful, beautiful, you know, because and and I know that uh, Baker saw that, and I hope that Baker understands where that's coming from. Oh yeah, he's uh, they um they he actually said in his post game press conference that he did not see it, but someone told him about it before he went to the conference. Yeah, so we all know if Nick Bosa was emulating what Baker Mayfield 
did while at Oklahoma when they beat um, Ohio State while against Nick Bosa's Buckeyes team. So that was kind of that. So, yeah, we all know we, we know exactly what it's about. He actually got the movement down pretty, um, pretty down pat. So Pretty down pat. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, Nick Bosa looking like a straight monster wreaking havoc on that defensive line. You know, he had a fumble recovery, four tackles. You know, I think he had a couple sacks in that game, too. So, yeah, man, but the Browns, they're looking real disarray. And, you know, coming up for the Browns, it does not get much easier. Man, they've got Seattle next week, then the Patriots. You know, a couple games later, a couple when they got the Bills, you know, you know, so they does not get much easier for the for the Browns. They got to get it together real quick or things are going to start kind of kind of going downhill from here. You know, yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't made a play to trade with the Redskins to get Trent Williams. I mean, they need a left tackle and Trent Williams doesn't want to report. So I feel like they might have something there, you know, that's hey, I, that's a good hot take. I kind of like it. You know, something you never you never know what's going to happen here. Let's get into our segment. As we all know, as we debuted, you write you man. All right, let's take it away here. Uh, I did actually want to touch on something there. Maybe we can make this a you right, you mad. Sure. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll, let's, we'll start from the from the three, the two that we're actually going to talk about. So Sherman, Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey will not play the rest of the season. You mad. And the reason why I say that, because he even though he's been out, he's been uh, not repeating. Pra- he hasn't practiced in about two weeks. He hasn't played the last couple of games. He did report to practice today, so I think that's on the right track. Now, will they still trade him? They claim they won't trade him. They do not want to trade him. However, I do think that at some point he will become even more disgruntled, and he will, again, enforce that he does want a trade. So I think he does, so I will say you mad on this one, that he does at least play one more game for the Jacksonville Jaguars this season, but I don't think he lasts the entire season in Jacksonville. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, next up, you right, you mad. Saints are the best team in the NFC. Obed, you right. Everyone, like I said before, everyone was talking about the Cowboys every, you know, all season long. You know, every Cowboys this, Cowboys that. Man, I got to tell you, you know, and the Packers are right there too. Don't get me wrong. But the Saints, Doing things without Drew Brees and doing what they're doing, you know, uh, I I have to give it to them. You know, looking at the NFC West, I don't see the Rams looking like the Rams of last year. You know, the Seahawks will probably win that division. Um, You know, looking at the NFC East, it's going to obviously come down between the Cowboys and Eagles. But I still think, you know, the Eagles have a long way to go. Um, I, I, I gotta give it, I gotta give it to the saints on this one. You know, like I said, without Drew Brees, you know, being at four, sitting at four and one right now, you know, hey, if Teddy Bridgewater can hold it down for them as he has been doing, you know, and is doing a very good job of it, I cannot go against the saints right now. You've got one of the best, most dynamic players in Alvin Kamara in that backfield. Michael Thomas, arguably one of the top three receivers in football, just just doing work, looking looking as as uh, looking like you know just just straight dominant. Like we're looking like he's playing around with with, with school children on, on defending him. You know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. On, on the field, just doing work like like he's in high school and everybody else is is in middle school and just doing straight work on them. You know, so I, I, I got to give it to the Saints. Like I said, the Packers are right there, but I'm gonna go. Yes, you're right. The Packers. I mean, the Saints are the best team in the NFC. Now, one of I wonder how we feel about the Niners after the performance they just put on against the the Browns because I think the Browns are starting to look like a bad team. And while the Brown the the Niners are an undefeated team, one of the last between them and the Patriots, I mean, how do we feel about them stacking up the rest against the rest of the NFC? But they, even they're sitting at four and zero, right? I get it, but you played the Buccaneers, you played the Bengals, you played the Steelers, and the, and the Browns. Okay, Steelers are one four, Bengals are one four or one five. You, you didn't play. You didn't really play anybody yet. True. I like. I like the Niners. I like where they're going. I like Jimmy. Yeah. I like Jimmy G. You know they got a real test coming in this week. You know they're at, they're at the Rams this week, so that's going to be their first real, real big test of the season. And a couple weeks they've got the Panthers, who Chris McCaffrey's been balling out for them. Two weeks after that they got the Steelers. Two weeks after that they got the Packers. So this next this stretch of games is definitely going to you know, be the test for the 49ers. If they can come out, you know maybe eight and two over the first ten games, yeah, I'll say they're legit. But as of right now, even though undefeated. That's, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, folks. <laughs> Let's pump our brakes here. Pump our yeah. brakes. So <laughs> now here's the the special. Uh, you right, you mad? I wanted to bring up. 
with them sitting at three and two, if the Raiders end up with a playoff spot, a, a wild card spot, does that make John Gruden a candidate for coach of the year? Ooh, if the Raiders get a playoff spot, is John Gruden a candidate for coach of the year? You mad? No, he will not be considered for the coach of the year because we all know it's going to go to a high profile team like the, like a, like somebody coaching the Chiefs yeah. or the Patriots or the, I guess Rams. Like the Rams or the Saints, somebody like that who domination, you know, yeah. does it make him, hey, does it make them look better? than what we thought they were going to look like, you know, after the whole Antonio Brown situation and everything yep. like that. Yes. But even if the Raiders do make the playoffs, I don't feel Gruden will be considered for coach of the year. Cause heck they may make the playoffs being nine and seven. Yeah. Ten and ten and you know, that's not really coach of the year material. Um, I think, you know, like I said, if the chiefs went out, you know, when, you know, let's say go 13 and three, 14 and two, something like that. Yeah. Andy Reid will be considered. If the Saints have a dynamic, you know, a 12, 12, 13 winner record, you know, Sean Payton will be considered. Yeah. So I don't think the Raiders, um, all be, you know, will have, you know, will have a, a record quite like that. You know, I mean, they're sitting at three and two right now. They got a tough schedule with the Packers next week. Uh, will also be in, in, in two weeks because I think they're on the bye this week. Yeah. And it's in the Texans and, and they've got to play the Chiefs, of course. Um, so uh, I don't think Gruden will be considered a, a coach of the year candidate. <clears throat> well said, well said. All right, well, let's roll off into our picks. America, it was a tough one last week. Week five, uh, Sherman, you went nine and six. I went eight and seven. Uh, notable splits that we have between the two of us. You picked the New Orleans game. I went for the Bucks, hoping that that 55 points they scored, they were going to carry over. They did mm -hmm. not. Nope. As Marshawn Lattimore, who I thought was going to be the whipping boy, blanketed and and had Mike Evans serving up the best Krispy Kreme donuts I've ever seen. Uh, Man, zero catches, Evans? Zero, zero catches. You did not help my fantasy team whatsoever, so damn you, Mike Evans. Join the club. Michael Evans, he wasn't Florida, and he definitely wasn't Dynamite. Uh, so uh, another split, I went with Minnesota. Looks like the greasy, the squeaky wheel got the grease over there. 130 yards and two touchdowns for uh, Adam Thielen and as a Minnesota Vikings roll. Uh, Houston, my goodness gracious. I will not bet against uh, Deshaun Watson again because Atlanta looks like a dumpster fire, and Houston came out firing. Mm -hmm. Pull it out. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving on to week six. A uh, couple good contested head-to-head matchups here. Uh, <clears throat> we've got the Giants at New England. I'm pretty sure that's going to be New England all the way. I want to see the bookies that are taking the Giants on that one. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going Tampa. Let me, let me, uh, let me. I mean, yeah. I'll, I was gonna say. I guess you, you know my pick, New England all the way here. That one here. Sorry. Go ahead. No worries. No worries. Uh, go ahead and take the next one. Carolina at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Carolina. My man CMC, Christian McCaffrey, doing straight work. Kyle Allen still leading the way for the Panthers while Cam Newton's out. They're looking they're looking good, man. I'm going Carolina. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's had some has uh, a good defense behind them. I think they're they're looking a lot better while they did not. Mike Evans wasn't able to get open. And Mike Evans, this is probably another week not for Mike Evans. Uh, I still think Tampa Bay should be able to pull it off at home. Uh, Seattle at Cleveland. I'm going Seattle. You know, they look good. They look like a strong team contender for the NFC crown. Uh, how about you, Sherman? Yeah, Seattle all the way. I mean, Cleveland's, like I said, another tough matchup. Russell Wilson is probably going to be an MVP candidate towards the end of the year. Doing what he's got to do. Seattle. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, keeping it going, we got Houston at Kansas City. I, I loved the gut gutsy performance by Houston last week. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, Will Fuller got stopped on the one twice. So he could have had all five touchdowns last week. I don't know if that's ever going to be uh, one of those nights where you don't have the majority of your passes going to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But I like Houston in this matchup. Yeah, folks, if I hope whoever had Will Fuller on their fantasy team, I hope you started him because he went off. Um, and this one here, uh, I'm gonna. Go, I like the matchup. Deshaun, you got Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna go Kansas City with a caveat. Put a little asterisk next to it, a little star next to it, folks. I don't know what the condition of Patrick Mahomes' ankle is in. For some reason, if it, he gets some inflammation and if it gets worse, I don't think it's a big deal. They haven't really been reported on it yet. But for some reason, if Patrick Mahomes is too injured to go, 
my pick will change to Houston. But as of right now, with Patrick Mahomes leading the way, I can't go against Kansas City. So I will say the Chiefs as of right now. All right, so we've got Washington at Miami. I'm just going to say Mr. 305. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Dude, I don't think anyone even cares about this game. I don't know if any folks are going to be watching this game. You've got 0-5 Washington, 0-4 Miami. Quite frankly, they should just deal away with this game. And you know what? I would not be surprised if the local television studios, networks in Miami don't even broadcast this game. They might even black out this game for the folks in Miami because it is a straight horrible matchup. I'm going to go Miami nonetheless. Yeah. I, I, move on to the next one. Who cares? <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, we got Philly at Minnesota. I, I, I actually went back and looked through uh, Kirk Cousins' last few games against, or last many games since he played in the NFC East against this team often. Uh, and, you know, this Philly team is a gritty, gritty team, especially if they get to get away with as many helmet-to-helmet hits as they did against the Packers. Uh, I, I think it'd be hard-pressed for Minnesota to come out with the W, but I am going to take the Vikings in this one. They're going to have to throw. I do like their ground game, and they should be able to make move the chains on Philly. I'm going to go Eagles in this one, man. Um, Miles Sanders, the rookie out of Penn State, is looking looking like a real nice addition. Uh, Carson Wentz, you know, still, you know, a, a great quarterback. You know, obviously he's been marred by injuries the past few seasons, but I think if he stays healthy, Minnesota, I, I feel like they're kind of disappointing, especially on the defensive side. They've had one of the best defenses in football the two years ago, and they've kind of just <laughs> fallen off since then. Um, so I'm going to go Eagles over the Vikings in this one. I agree. I, I I like where your your uh, synopsis is on that one. Uh, and I do like you. Miles Sanders, but I, but I am going Minnesota. I going, going Minnesota. Minnesota. I like, okay. I like where you're coming from, but I'm going Minnesota. Okay. Uh, got New Orleans at Jacksonville. Um, I'm going New Orleans. I'm not I'm not gonna vote. I went against them last week. I'm not gonna make that mistake. I think they're gonna come bring it to Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I'm de- I'm going with Nolans as well too. Um, I know this game's in Jacksonville. I know Minshew Magic kind of kind of got uh, faded out a little last week. Unfortunately, it's gonna have to get faded out again. Guy died down. That that mustache might have to you know just basically running its course. You know might have to get cut because he's not gonna be doing it. <laughs> so Saint, let's go Saints. Get that bus off. Uh, Cincy at Baltimore. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to be going with the Ravens on this one. Uh, I yep. just don't see Cincinnati pulling anything off out of, out yeah, of this one. Cincinnati's terrible. Go Ravens. Uh, San Francisco at the LA Rams. Uh, so it's kind of, uh, this should be, I actually had this circled as a game where both these teams kept it together. This would be a nice little NFC West, excuse me, America, an NFC West matchup because you've got Sean McVay and uh, you know, or excuse me, the predecessor be uh, playing against uh, one of his protégés in Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, there should be some razzle dazzle out there, but you know, uh, I think the Niners just had an offensive lineman uh, miss is going to be missing about a month. Um, and they just lost Kyle Juszczyk, who's very vital to their run game. Um, so I'm going to yes, go Rams yes. on this one. <clears throat> yeah, we losing Juszczyk has definitely hurt. I mean, I mean, even though it's Kittle, the tight end in, this, in San Francisco, is definitely one of the premier tight ends in football. And if you didn't know that, you should have watched Monday night's game. Definitely on display there. But I will go Rams along with this, you and this one. Because it, it's in L, it's in L.A., you know, I mean, obviously, same state, California matchup. But still, I think if, if, if the Rams, like I said, they're sitting at 3-2. and two, They cannot go 3-3. Three and three. That's going to hurt them. So they, they, yeah. they need this win. So that's why I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, I, I agree. Yep, yep. Yeah, definitely go Rams here in this one. Uh, so Atlanta at Arizona. So I didn't actually make my pick on this one because I just uh, Arizona is, you know, I don't know. I just don't feel like they, they've got the stuff. I mean, a, a young quarterback, a uh, young coach, you know, um, they're missing mm-hmm. a couple pieces on the offense. But Atlanta has just looked so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Arizona. But, you know, Arizona has problems covering the tight end. This could be a big game for uh uh, oh, what is his name? I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, Kyler uh, Murray. No, no, the tight end for the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Austin uh, Hooper. Austin Hooper, uh, hanging with Mr. Hooper. Um, you know, <laughs> I think he might be able to, to make a couple plays in this game. But you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll just go Arizona because they're the home team. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go, I was going Arizona as well. They're coming off their first week, first win last week. Um, so congratulations to uh, Kyler Murray, the number one overall pick, of course. Um, man, yeah, I'm gonna go Arizona as well. I don't know what's happening with Atlanta, man. I just, I just don't get it. 
you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. You know, they're sitting there one and four right now. Matt Ryan's not doing terrible. Got over sixteen hundred yards, but I mean, yeah, you know, eleven touch, only 11, 11 touchdowns, but seven picks. Yeah, you know, uh, clean that up. Know. Gotta clean that up. Yeah, Devontae Freeman's only got one hundred eighty-seven yards rushing, so I'm not really sure how the offense is. You know, has been, you know, what's going on in that offense, but something needs to change quickly uh, for Dan Quinn uh, in in, that, in, that, in Atlanta. Yeah, so uh, we got Tennessee at Denver. Uh, I love that Tennessee defense. Uh, I think they're doing well. Uh, still need to see more on offense, but I like Tennessee in this game. I do like Tennessee as well. I was one point I considered going Denver, but Flacco, you know, is not really doing what he what we expected. The defense and Vaughn Miller is not the same what it was back when they were you know on their way to Super Bowl their Super Bowl victory against yeah. you know um, against Carolina. So I'm gonna go Tennessee in this one. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely need Drew Locke back as soon as possible. I heard his cast just came off, so we'll see. But he's probably not ready to actually be a starter. Um, we got Dallas at the Jets. Uh, you know, this is one of those games that we had talked about earlier. One of the teams we talked about earlier. I, I got to give it to Dallas. The Jets are, even with Sam Darnold back, I don't see the Jets being able to threaten. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be back this week. Cover, still recovering from Mono. Apparently, he's been making out with girls left and right under, under the bleachers. Who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Dallas as well in this one. Um, last two games on the schedule for this week, the Sunday night matchup, Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Pittsburgh has no shot. They're going to be on their third string quarterback, Devlin Hodges. You know, obviously, because we said it before, Mason Rudolph got knocked out. I'm going, I'm going Chargers. In this game. Uh, go Chargers, go. <laughs> yeah, as you summon your Arnold Schwarzenegger, as, as I did before, yes. Come on, do it, do it now. Get, get to the Charger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the Monday night matchup, Detroit at Green Bay. I'm, I got to go Green Bay. It can't, it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers, especially at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Char- I mean, Green, Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to, li- uh, to, to live off of four touchdowns and a whole bunch of rushing from Aaron Jones two weeks back-to-back. I'm sure Matty P is trying to come up with something uh, to stifle them. And they just weren't getting it from the receivers in the, in, uh, last week. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'll have to give it to Green Bay. It's hard to win in Lambo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap this week's episode up here on What's the Word of Entertainment. I'll be glad to have you on again. As always, anything, any uh, last words or any wise words of wisdom or anything like that for the people here listening? I think maybe want to take this moment to talk about, uh, you know, one, one item that we skipped over earlier. Uh, I think this week or this past weekend uh, a player from the Nittany Lions received a letter from a former alumnus uh, and you know I, I, I don't want to go into too much specifics about it but the this individual essentially just criticized uh, that one of the the players on Penn State and you'll have to give me some more background on this so I don't know the players expect exactly mm-hmm. had uh, had dreadlocks and this this for a person who's a formal alumni was like hey you know i played for the team i know what it's like being down there you know he could he uh he had some level playing field ground of of um what's the term no i Connection. think well, well he was just i think a former alum of the school kind of the kind of thing um so yeah to kind of sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there no, no. kind of just kind of take it over here yeah safety jonathan sutherland received a letter from a penn state alumnus was critical of his appearance and said, in quote, you know, his shoulder length dreadlocks look disgusting. So he sent the letter. He's used to the, the clean cut kind of guys, you know, on the, on the team has always been, he's, you know, doesn't like all the, with people that their new appearance, you know, with the tattoos and the long hair and mm-hmm. this whole thing, but it was just strictly just on his hair. And, you know, does it have some sort of racial undertone to it? Quite frankly, I don't know. Undertone. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I mean, oh, I should say, I don't know. He meant it that way. Yeah. But does it have that undertone? I definitely feel it does. This is a shot at him, a shot at you know people and their individualism and what they want to represent. So yeah, not a good look by this dude. They, James Franklin's definitely standing by his player, and the, the team is standing by their his their guy, the organization, and obviously college football stand by him. This guy, I, you know, it's almost like, dude, you know what, dude, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Kick rocks, dude. 
I, I would have to agree with you. Uh, they, they even went and found this individual, uh, uh, the gentleman, Mr. Peterson, uh, the Tribune Democrat, which is a newspaper in Jonestown, uh, in Johnstown, spoke with him about the letter. Uh, and this individual claims that he did not intend for it to have a racist mes- message. His quote, it was not my intent at all. I would just like to see the coaches get the guys cleaned up and not looking like Florida State and Miami guys. <laughs> I don't know where in in the world one can make a statement that might have racist overtones and then double down on that, saying it wasn't racist with another comment that in and of itself is racist. Mm-hmm. America, if you can't find common ground in the way someone uh, peers and, you know, and the way that an individual carries themselves, at least look at their character. At mm-hmm. least look at, I think uh, Coach Franklin was very poignant in speaking about this individual having uh, a, a great family, wouldn't, wouldn't mind having this person coming home with one of his daughters, uh, you know, a letterman, a person on the dean's list. You know, at some point we have to realize that we are all 99.9% of the same genetic material. We're all in this race together. Uh, you know, I worry about individuals like this Mr. Peterson uh, and people that he has not helped throughout his entire lifetime only because he couldn't find common ground with them because of the way they looked. America, don't mm-hmm. be so closed-minded, okay? That's yeah. all I got to say. We're all in this together. Yeah, and you know, I'm so glad you br- you brought this back up, Obed. I mean, and if people wanted more examples of does either, you know, racism still exist in this world or, or you know, or even just as pred- prejudice exists in this world, here you go right here. This is, this is an example, of, you know, of, of it. And, you know, I mean, come on, dude. You, you mad about some dude's hair? What does that have to do with you? You have nothing to do with it. It does not affect your life in any way whatsoever. Yeah. This is just him just wanting hating because he wants to hate. That's all it is. He's you know he and he mentioned it's funny because he mentioned it, he goes and it goes for the same in a quote he said you know it wasn't threatening or anything I was just disgruntled about some of the hairdos that we're seeing. You think of Penn State as a bunch of clean cut guys and you do see so many who are clean cut, but the tattoos and the hair. There are a lot of guys with hair coming down their backs, and it just looks awful. And it's the same for the NFL and NBA, too. Close quote. Notice. Notice something quickly. He didn't mention NHL. Nope. He didn't mention Major League Baseball. Nope. I'm sure there's plenty of guys in, in those guys where you have with tattoos and long hair and those mm. two sports as well, too. You mentioned the two sports, predominantly black athletes. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, we don't want to we don't want to paraphrase or put words in this individual's mouth, but I think it's very rather obvious what this individual is getting at uh, and the kind of individuals that he doesn't want his team to be about uh, when he says it's the Florida State and Miami Why? guys. I'm sure there are many players uh, on the Penn State team who are from the South who, who uh, you know, are clean cut, are well dressed um, to his liking. But, you know, right. we we are here for the haters. Haters, we are here for you to give you a reason to wake up every morning because it seems like you don't have much else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guys, and if anyone out here in America, if you're listening, if you feel feel differently feel free to comment you know hit hit us up here um check us out like i said of course as always you know you can check out all of our all of our shows here on southcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment um, but obed again i thank you for joining me this week as as always my partner in crime here on what's the word entertainment i think that's going to do it for us this week for everyone out there listening appreciate you have having us once again we'll see you guys next time have a good one everyone peace peace